Do you listen to all the experts on podcasts and think, no wonder they're experts. They're awesome. They're smart. They're... Stop right there. You're awesome. You have a story to tell, and there really is no one like you. Fellow normal humans, Dahlia Ramahi and Jordan Dreyer share what they've learned in hopes of inspiring you to find your unique voice. This is the Blooming Voices Podcast. Go to bloomingvoices.com for more information. Now let's get to it. Hi guys, welcome back to the Blooming Voices Podcast. I'm Dahlia Ramahi. And I'm Jordan Dreyer, and it is so great to imagine you. And <laughs> by the way, we would love to have you subscribe and rate and tweet and Insta with us. <laughs> and um, I don't know if it's called Insta, but like we would love to hear from you. And like if you relate to this episode or if you just want to say, oh, you guys are so funny, like we'd love to hear from you. Which we think we're funny, so we would love yeah. for you to validate that. <laughs> yeah, we hope we're anyway. bringing a bright spot to your Wednesday or whatever day you listen to us. Yeah. Okay. So today we are talking about another growth episode because we love talking about ways we can grow, but this time through intimacy and through relationships. So we're going to dig into our own breakthroughs a little bit today, and if you resonate with this, Hit us up and let us know what you think about it. So let's get started. Yes. So I don't know if it's a twin thing, but I mean, because I've met twins where like one of them is dating and the other one is not, but it seems to be like because you already have a built in like intimate partner, but not like in the touching kind that like I, I don't know, for throughout high school, I never cared. I just was mm-hmm. not interested in boys except for this one kid um, later on in high school that was goes to another school and I met him through community orchestra and like, I thought he was into me. I thought he was cute. And then I told him and he was like, oh, I'm flattered. But no, I don't think of you like that. And so, <laughs> so that was the very first one. I mean, yeah. like there were there were like little girl crushes on like actually older men before. Like cause my band. Yeah, I thought puppy my, crushes. Yeah, I was uh, like called. puppy yeah. crushes on my band director. And then this one violinist that I knew um, through a like a, a program that I did. Stuff like that. <sighs> but so anyway, like. I just never had a boyfriend and like for a long time was not interested in it and didn't I I thought like kids in the hallways kissing and stuff was so stupid or like for some reason I felt like sex was unnecessary and Mm, I don't know why I always thought this and I was like if you're not doing it for the baby like what's the point and why why do people still do (laughs) it so you approach it from a very functional uh, yeah like it, it was just it just seemed gross to me and I remember like I'm glad that we had this talk, but like I remember one very specific day, like I got to my French horn lesson too early, and so my mom was talking to me, real talk, and I asked her like, "Do you and Dad have sex?" And I'm like 13, and she was like, "Yeah," and I because I couldn't believe that yeah that somebody would do it not to make a baby, but for pleasure, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and and <laughs> I was like, "How how often?" and and she was like, "Well, according to your dad, not often enough." And I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's <laughs> such an awkward conversation to have with your parents. I know. But it I'm was sorry, I thought it was, yeah, it was good, a good, good. I don't know. I'm glad that she was open about it. Yeah. Um, no, that's uh, that's super important. I love that your mom was open about it, too. Wow. Yeah. But so later on, yeah, like my sister got a boyfriend that became a fiance. And then I was like, well, why not? What am I holding back from? Like, because I was with my friend, a guy in Tanzania. And he, like, expressed interest in me and asked, like, had I ever been with a man before? And I was like, 
oh, it's coming true. My grandma warned me about this because <laughs> she talked about sometime when she had been in India alone with a guy and he also made an advance or whatever. And, but then I was like, well, my sister's doing it. What am I like? What am I holding back from? I trust this guy. I know him really well. Blah, blah, blah. He's going to be good because I had watched some documentary with Carrie Fisher where she said she had done it with a friend like because she didn't want to be a virgin for her actual crush. <laughs> Oh, okay. it was like a funny thing. And so, yeah, like, I don't know, like, th- like little things like this. So I didn't like him, but I, in a way he helped to open me up to the idea. And then like two years later with the dating the French guy, again, more open up. I felt normal for once, even if it only lasted like two months. And like I'm learning because like for a long time, I thought men were only people that would make fun of you and they don't have emotions and or if they do it's just to make fun of women like because these are Mm. things that this is from my trauma like people say your earliest relationships are your parents and my dad would make fun of me for my emotions and or like that kind of thing and so like I'm learning that there are kind men and that a man can be as awesome as a woman basically like I have lots of female friends I hardly have any male friends but so like each one has opened me up I mean, not. I've only had, like, two actual partners, but, like, the guys that I've been interested in, like, were sort of semi-dating, but not, it doesn't go anywhere. Like, at least each one is opening me up further and further. You, you've learned something from each partner you've been with, whether yeah. it was, like, an official relationship status or whether it's someone you were interested in or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, whether, yeah, like. And that's the beauty of it. But, you know, with all our relationships, we learn something from. And mm -hmm. I think that, you know, it takes us, if you experience any kind of trauma, especially, or, um, hardship when it comes to the opposite sex you might hold back in some way or form these opinions or or truths that you tell yourself about them right I mean I know I had mine for the longest time and um I saw intimacy as uh, a power game Mm -hmm. and um that's from my experiences and from everything that I absorbed growing up and from you know and even like if you look at our tv culture it's it's so sexualized as well you know so everything has an impact on our psyche whether we realize it or not and all of that is used to form our opinions and I know that for me excuse me I have a little froggy in my throat anyway but uh for me as well like you know that formed my opinions about intimacy for a very long time and so you know I only had superficial relationships um and uh I wouldn't ever have like deep intimate relationships because I always saw it as a as a power struggle or not the power struggle is the wrong word but it it, I always felt like maybe you uh, were afraid of like being consumed by by the person's power that kind of thing or dominated no it's not so much dominated but it just always felt like it's again this is just because of everything that I've seen and absorbed and and experienced that it's just like this game of who um has power it's like a dynamic thing like a but it's not necessarily like dominated and Mm. like this not not in that weird um no, it doesn't have to be like BDS. You know what I'm? Yeah, I'm not I'm trying to go there without not. I was trying to go without not going there. I don't know, but anyway, but yeah, like yeah. So I get it, and we learn from uh, our experiences. We learn from our perspectives, and I think that there's so many kind men out there. There's so many incredible men out there, but you know, they're only as kind as we're willing to see the kindness ourselves. You know. I know, and so like here, I'm like 
gonna be <laughs> I keep thinking about this because like when I turned 29 I was like my parents got married at 29 and now I'm gonna be 32 in October and I'm like my mom was 32 and she had us <laughs> and like not that it really matters and of course you can have Mm-mm. babies at 40 or, or something yeah. but like it's just something that keeps occurring to me where I'm, I'm like why why don't I I don't know like I want to come I, I so yeah I really love my job right now I love going to work and I want to love coming home too, just like that. Because like right yeah. now, it's just kind of blah. I don't know. It's good. Like I've, I'm glad I have good roommates, whatever. But it's not like I want to come home to a loving family and be building something and things like that. Yeah, you want that fulfillment. That's so normal. Uh, yeah. I think a lot of people do. I mean, fulfillment, <clears throat> fulfillment in one area of your life does not necessarily extend to the other areas. You have to find that fulfillment deep within, you know? And it's not, um, you can be so happy at your job and come home and still feel like something's lacking. So you you, you, you start to become aware of it and you want to build those other areas too. That's so normal. And it's something we all want, you know? But I do not want to do online dating. <laughs> oh, I girl, should... you're preaching to the choir. I'm in the same boat. I'm like, yeah, it, it feels so, ugh. I mean, there's yeah. nothing against it. Lots of people find so much success with it. And um, I just, I get it. I get it. <laughs> I'm I sure we're not the only like, two that think that way. because no, I want to <laughs> do it through friends of friends, like, or whatever, people's nephews, things like that. Like, where you already sort of have someone to vouch for them. Yeah. And that they're a good person and that kind of stuff. Well, you know what? You just keep showing up in your community. Um, put yourself out there. And um, eventually that will happen. You know, you're taking the first steps like, you know, that saying that you can't keep doing what you're doing and expect different results. Yeah. So if you're trying, if you start with the attitude and the acknowledgement that you want something to change, like we always say on this on this show, you have to first have that self-awareness and the acknowledgement that what's happening isn't working for you. So you want to change that. So you start by trying different things and putting yourself out there. And then I truly believe with my whole heart that when you do that, regardless of how much time it may take, because for some people it happens instantly, for some people it takes longer. Just like when a person wants to have a kid, sometimes they get pregnant. Mm-hmm bam right away and sometimes it takes them a lot longer because they're trying so hard or whatever the reason you know no but like because I'm like so ever since I was like 10 my mom and my friends back then they were like you're just intimidating Jordan like because you're quiet I've heard that too maybe that's a Scorpio thing I don't well (laughs) I think it might be though but anyway (laughs) so like what's not working is me waiting because like there's no like I guess brave men in America because I found in France yes men will (laughs) come up to you and like uh, uh, it's like because they're they're trained to be the the chaser and like the in lover America, they're yeah. like lazy <laughs> and and so like I've been waiting for a brave man to come up to me and be like hey you want to go out and and like the only ones that come up are creeps yeah. and so now I'm thinking well I'll just have to be bold and be the one that asks out like everything I've really wanted in life I've gotten so like I've gone after it and had to do yeah. the work so like why not this too like of course I want to be chased and I want because that's by the right guy yes <laughs> yeah like I want I want I want to see their interest and to know that I am because that's something that I still battle that I'm boring somehow and like I want them to ask me questions and like ask me out and whatever but anyway like like there's a guy at work that I think is cute and see this is another thing too I'm like just because I mean like at what point do you ask them out like I don't have feelings for him but I think he's cute he's talented 
I can see that he's caring and like so I I can see all these all these good things do I just ask him out like even though well, why even don't, if don't I don't you start care? out by asking well I mean I don't think that you I I don't think that you need to put the feelings in before you do anything I mean when you when you uh meet new people and they become friends you don't start thinking about them as an immediate bestie or uh, a close friend down the road that they that they might turn into unless you have it's one of those super rare connections where you're like kindred spirits and like oh my god we're totally gonna be best friends right when you know right yeah. off the bat yeah I can do but that like most people. people you start um getting to know little by little so maybe even just say hey you want to go grab lunch I mean it doesn't have to be anything serious and you just talk to the person yeah, I know. Like Get even know that, him. I'm like afraid. I'm like, well, what if he says no? I'm I'm in a relationship because I don't even know if he's single or not. But then it's like, but well, see, because you're like, approaching it with the intention of dating him. What I mean is, take that intention out and just approach it from the perspective of getting to know him. You might not even like him as a potential yeah. partner, but he might be a cool friend or a coworker. Well, I guess because I'm not used to having male friends is what it is. Because yeah. uh, for me, it's like you only go out alone with men if. Uh, One, I you see. know they're already yeah. married or something, and so it's safe or to to date them. Well, see, that's part of trying something new, yeah. shifting your perspective a little bit. I know because I got to learn how to have male friends at some point. I mean, if I want, if I want one to be like my best friend. <laughs> Oh my gosh, exactly. And it's not even learning how to have a male friend, but it's, um, I think it's more about learning to be open and learning to allow yourself the vulnerability to get to know other kinds of people. And I'm not talking about like, you know, div diverse or whatever. I, I mean, gender wise as well in addition to diverse diversity that we always talk about here like trying new things meeting mm -hmm. new kinds of people but men are very much included in that mm -hmm. so yeah wow yeah, yeah like my sister said it helped her because like when she was in college she had two guy roommates that she said it helped just to listen to the things that they talked to when it was just them in the kitchen or like to see them as human that kind of thing instead of like attackers <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, you know, you'll be surprised that, um, you know, men aren't always talking about women and and um, sex. You know, they have real conversations for the most part. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, they must because it's in books and stuff. So. It's <laughs> but, like, it's not whatever your misconception may be, whatever... Whatever programming that allowed you to think the way that you do, it's not that. Just like it wasn't for me. You know, it's we make it so much worse than it actually is. And, you know, on the flip side, there are guys who think that women are just gold diggers. I mean, so it's yeah. not just a, a, a woman to man thing, but there are lots of men out there. And we see it in our society because they're so misogynistic about their views about women. Mm -hmm. So it's uh, it's it goes both ways and it, it's incumbent on us, each of us to really look into our own point of view and our own beliefs about the opposite sex and be honest with ourselves uh, if we want something to change for the better. Yeah, because I mean, I've been thinking about because there was something you said a long time in one of our dating episodes in the past where it's like you'll keep seeing him like this guy is perfect, well, like, that one didn't work out, but, he, like, you'll keep seeing, like, at quote, perfect, like, m more and more as often as you want, and 
mm-hmm. the abundant. I mean, I've been thinking about that. And when I go out, I'm like, I'm going to meet my husband today. <laughs> every, yeah, Every exactly. day. That's what I keep saying. Like I went, yeah, I went on a walk yesterday and it's like everybody I saw was paired up, even if it was just like two guy friends or two girl yeah. friends and people with dogs and whatever. And I was like, me too. I want it. Like I, yeah. th- I keep thinking about the song from Thoroughly Modern Millie or she it's like gimme gimme that thing called love it's a, it's an old play so maybe you don't know it but no i don't know um we did it as a i didn't know it because i'm so no i'm just kidding no we, I mean, we, it. we did it we did it in high, yeah <laughs> we did it in high school it's a fun one though fun musical yeah but you know you said something important and i love that you brought it up so i'm not married either and right now i'm not in a serious relationship but i totally believe that my guy is out there and not only that he's out there we already have this amazing relationship so it's already done I'm just waiting for this reality that I'm in right now to catch up to the reality that I know already exists so that's the power of what Abraham tells us Abraham Hicks I I know I've said that before and we have links to Abraham Hicks um, meditations and stuff but put all that you want inside your vortex believe it's already there because it is everything you desire is already out there for you you just gotta be willing to open the door to receive it and the way you open the door to receive it is by believing it already exists and you're worthy of receiving it and stay in the good feeling of it not get bogged down in the bad feelings of what you're experiencing in the current appearance of your life right now Mm -hmm. I love that because it gives us so much hope and you know what it doesn't matter whether you think that's right or wrong. It's like some people, like we said in our last episode, fake it till you make it. I don't believe in faking it till you're making it. Because um, if you are sitting here telling yourself, I am super healthy, I feel great, I'm so loved, but in your back of your mind, you feel like crap every day and that you think you're never seen and heard and that nobody loves you, you're never going to manifest that fake reality that you're constantly verbalizing because it's not matching up to your actual vibration energy. So anyway, yeah, you're, I think you, that, your that husband is hard. out there. Yeah, I mean, that that can be hard when you... It is. It takes time. Feel, it's like, I'm going to meet my husband today. And as I'm walking around the lake, be like, no, you're it's feeling not going like to happen. Sad. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's why, like, it's not even... A, so this is what I would recommend for you or anybody else, because this has worked wonders for me. And um, whether I'm talking about relationships or even my health, my health has always been a big thing for me. Losing weight, getting fit, feeling beautiful. For the longest time in my life, I tied my worth to my appearance, uh, my physical weight. That if I was heavy, that meant I was ugly and I had nothing to offer the world. And it's so harsh, but that's, I know I'm not the only one out there that thinks like that. So, um, but... You know, for the longest time, I'm like, oh, you know, I when I first was on my journey, I did the mantras. I'm super healthy. I'm super fit. I'm so sexy. I'm so toned. <laughs> but in yeah. my mind, you know, whenever I walked by, you know, I had this insecurity that guys were ridiculing me or um, that ugh, I was too heavy to run fast or that I was like, I was never going to get to where I wanted to be. Mm-hmm. And then when I started, so what I did was I started shifting myself from that feeling I stopped thinking about my weight and I chose to focus on something else that makes me feel good. Like, you know, uh, when people tell me that I have a contagious laugh, that makes me happy that because my ha- because that means that my laughter is making others also experience some kind of joy in my presence yeah. and that I am seen and heard so that I'm not as invisible as I think I am. So my point is, is that we can always shift our mindset to things that make us feel good when there's something that makes us feel bad. 
Yeah, you apply love. I mean, because like I, I bit my nails for a long time from fifth grade to like, I don't know, sophomore year of college. And like the, the way that I finally got over it was painting them and keeping them painted and Ooh, nice. like filing them. Because I would always bite them to because they was like, they're uneven. They don't look right. Oh, got and it. Yeah. It was probably some kind of trauma thing. But like, so I began to file them and now I'm always filing them, but keeping and keeping paint on them. And like, so it's like, I, 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 there's a poem. He drew a circle to keep us out. Something, something, a, a thing to, to flout. I, I forget with that, that line, but then love and I, we had the wit to win. We drew a circle that brought him in. And it's that, Aww. it's just, it's very short. We learned that in middle school. And so it's like, and or, or the, the movie Frozen too, or where she's like, love, love is the answer at the very yeah. end. It's like, you got to oh, love yourself. Yeah. And so it's like, love your nails, love something else about you. My laughter. Exactly. Like, yeah. You're so right. And that's it. And, and, you know, I love that you brought up Frozen because I loved Frozen 1. Um, but uh, uh, because of the messages in it, you know, mm -hmm. and um, you're you're absolutely right. When you find, you know, you can spend your time in self-loathing or you can spend your time in self-loving. And that's what I always remind myself. I want to spend my life and my moments self-loving, not self-loathing. Mm -hmm. I spent way too much self-loathing. And that was because of what other people had to say, what society told me that they thought of me what um you know family values and dynamics and um school and and friends everything makes an impression on us but it's never our actual voice and so when you start to decouple yourself and separate yourself from all of that chatter you're like damn why don't I love myself more and then you start on this process and paint your nails when you see your nails look good and you feel pretty you're like wow this feels nice when you do your hair when you take care of yourself inside and out you you also you know like we you know we talk about self-care even self-care yeah. is for guys and girls when you take care of yourself you are showing yourself love when you show yourself love then you are setting the stage to receive more love from the rest of the world but if you don't have that self-love how do you expect to be loved how do you expect other people to love you and i really believe that yeah, so like I'm, I'm even learning to extend love to guys where I uh, before I was afraid and thinking they're all attackers, they're all gonna make mm -hmm. fun of my emotions. They're yeah. I don't know, they're just gonna Bullies catcall or whatever. Yeah, yeah, like no, it's like I can love men, I can in like the respect way and see them as human and like people worthy of affection, and they might also need hugs, like th that kind of thing. Yeah, and and not only that, you're you're not only seeing them in that way, but you're worthy of receiving a guy who will treat you the way you want to be treated, truly. Mm -hmm. And that there's there's absolutely a guy out there for you, for yeah. with that will treat you the way you want to be treated. So yes. I love that. I yes, you guys. So basically, my takeaway from this episode is allow yourself to experience self love so that you let more love in and look at other people not as someone who is against you or different from you but just as another entity and an extension of you because when you see other people as an extension of you you can relate to them more and you don't vilify them so and i would say once again i've mentioned this a long time ago there are no mistakes mm -hmm. and uh it's like well, that guy, oh, he was horrible for me. It's like, well, now I learned that, you know, exactly. like that guy was the don't don't go for that type. Don't go for this guy. Don't I don't know. Like 
there are no mistakes because like the journey is necessary. Oh, yes. That's such a wonderful way to end it. Absolutely. The journey is necessary. We're always learning and growing. And it's all it, like, you know, I've said this before, too. I like to believe everything happens for us, even if it seems like it's traumatic or hard. I'm not saying that's not to say we deserve it. What mm -hmm. I'm saying is that it happens for us in that hopefully we have gained something out of whatever unpleasant experience we had that makes us better stronger um whatever it is something positive so thank you guys yes, thank you okay, we've got email again twitter mm -hmm. and instagram bloomingvoices.com and yep. bloomingvoicespodcast at gmail.com and we look forward to hearing from you until next time Bye. ciao that's our show didn't get enough of the twins Go to bloomingvoices.com for more information and let us know what you thought of the episode. Twitter, Instagram, email, we've got the works. We'll see you next Wednesday.